you know the story of the Russian cosmonaut? Ooh. He's the first man ever to go into space, right? The Russians beat the Americans. Mm -hmm. So he goes up in this big spaceship, but the only habitable part of it's very small. So the cosmonaut's in there, and he's got this portal window, and he's looking out of it, and he sees the curvature of the Earth for the first time. For the first man to ever look at the planet he's from. And he's lost in that moment. And then all of a sudden, this strange ticking. Ian's coming out of the dashboard. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Rips out the control panel, right? Takes out his tools. Trying to find the sound, trying to stop the sound. But he can't find it. He can't stop it. He keeps going. A few hours into this, begins to feel like torture. A few days go by with the sound, and he knows that this small sound will break him. He'll lose his mind. What's he gonna do? He's up in space, alone in a space closet. He's got 25 days left to go with this sound. So Cosmonaut decides the only way to save his sanity is to fall in love with this sound. So he closes his eyes. And he goes into his imagination opens them. He doesn't hear ticking anymore. He hears music. And he spends the remainder of his time sailing through space in total bliss and peace.
I'll see you next week. Yeah. Thanks for the lift. Sure. Oh, um, you know, I'm sorry. My memory's not what it used to be. I forgot your name. I don't think I ever told you. Really? Not very polite of me. So, it's... Rhoda. Good night, Rhoda. I'll see you next week.
seems to be a mirror to our own, from the continental structures to the oceans, uh, even their cities are our cities. And where are we in terms of communication? That's exactly my point. If this planet is sustaining intelligent life of comparable levels to our That's own... That's a very significant point. So far we have nothing. We have a jumble of radio signals, the strongest of which are military radio. But even those radio signals are not something we can parse out and understand. You've written extensively about that as the most likely explanation for why it's identical to our own planet. This planet exists. It has mass. It has a clearly detectable orbit. It's even having radio signals. build houses, some people decorate them, some people clean them. How old are you? Did you go to college? No, I read. A wise choice. I was a college professor. You learn more doing it by yourself.
underwriting civilian travel to Earth 2. Keith, with all the risks and all the unknowns, why are you doing this? I don't think government should dictate exploration. And I don't think we should automatically ban average citizens from being the first to see this new world. Explorers first set out west across the Atlantic. Most people thought the world was flat. Most people thought if you sailed far enough west, you would drop off a plane into nothing. These vessels sailing out into the unknown, they weren't carrying noblemen or aristocrats, artists, merchants. They were crewed by people living on the edge of life. The madmen, orphans, ex-convicts, outcasts, like myself. As a felon, I'm an unlikely candidate for most things. But perhaps not for this. Perhaps I am the most likely. Thank you.
hear about that contest? The shuttle to Earth 2? I submitted an essay. You did. It's silly. <laughs> You'd go? Yes. You don't know what's out there. That's why I would go. allegory of the cave the people living in the cave all they knew what was in the cave and one day one of them gets out goes out and sees the real world comes back and tells the others you know what happened to him they beat him up they didn't believe it that can't be they said i don't think we're ready to know what's out there bad idea. So you'd rather stay in the cave? I mean, if Galileo had felt that, we'd still think we're the center of the universe, that the sun is orbiting us. We still think we're the center of the universe. We call ourselves Earth-1 and them Earth-2. You think they call themselves Earth-2? Do you read me? This is Dr. Joe. 
Carving up the night Swimming through the atmosphere Got stuck Reaching for a place A thousand miles away from
because there's traffic. I tried to reach you at your work, but they said they'd never heard of you. Our management changes it all the time. Is that why none of my checks have been cashed? That's weird. I, I must have slipped through the books. I mean, I've been getting paid, so. Okay. Well, anyway, that's. That's not why I'm here. I wanted to apologize for the other day. You know, I just. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been touching things. No, in your it's room. not. It's not your fault. I should not have gotten upset. I'm sorry. Can I take you somewhere and show, show you something? Right now? Yeah. I have to help my mom out. Please, come with me.
my son was five and my wife was pregnant with a girl. And then they were killed. Drunk driver, teenager. I was in a coma. And I was sleeping all the time. And I was so angry, so afraid of what I might do to that kid, you know? So I made sure my brother got all the court documents. The driver was a minor, so I never found out the name.
Hello, this is uh, Rhoda Williams. My brother gave me this number. Rhoda, yes. Just a moment. Rhoda. Yes. Hi, it's Keith Harding. I got your letter. I was very moved by it. You know, when I was 15, my headmaster said to me, he said, uh, Harding, you'll either go to prison or be a millionaire. <laughs> I'm grateful it was the latter. But uh, it's a fine line. Finer than you would think. You still want to go to space, Rhoda? Yes. <laughs> well, you can. The seat is yours. Kerry will be in touch with you with the details. I'll see you soon. about? Travel to Earth too? Uh-huh. 
out of space. You won. That's great. That's fantastic. We have to celebrate. Come here. Yeah. Come on, we have to. <laughs> we have to celebrate. First things first is to start with a drink.
Don't go. Please don't go. We're so close to something here.
Please don't go. We're so close to something here. Why can't we? You know that we can't. I know that we have. Stay, please. Let me tell you a story. And if after you still want me to stay, I will stay. It's about a girl. At the start, She's naive, reckless. She does something that is unforgivable. And one day, she goes to apologize. She loses her nerve. She's weak. She lies to him. And then she thinks that she might, in the smallest ways, be able to make his life just a little bit better. up every day just to do that. And some days she thinks it's for him. Other days she worries that it's for herself. It was really just a way to survive what I've done. But I think that I do make you happy. I know that you make me happy.
it was my fault? Oh, yeah.
within our lifetimes we've marveled as biologists have managed to look at ever smaller and smaller things. And astronomers have looked further and further into the dark night sky, back in time and out in space. But maybe the most mysterious of all is neither the small nor the large. It's us up close. Could we even recognize ourselves? And if we did, would we know ourselves? What would we say to ourselves? What would we learn from ourselves? What would we really like to see if we could stand outside ourselves and look at us? <laughs> 